Welcome to the Beauty and the Vlog podcast. I am your host, Erica Vieira. Beauty and the Vlog is a number one online community and weekly podcast dedicated to supporting content creators and influencers in beauty, fashion, fitness, and lifestyle. We provide insight into the business, branding, SEO, content creation, and more of what it takes to be a successful online influencer. We've got influencer interviews and in-depth discussions to help you achieve your goals and see results online. To get the most out of Beauty and the Vlog, make sure to join the Beauty and the Vlog Facebook group and check out our Beauty and the Vlog website for show notes and more. Also, if you're new, then welcome and please make sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single weekly episode. So sit back, relax, and prepare to learn, have fun, and be inspired. Let's go. Hello, beauties. Erica here with part two of my interview with Emma of Emzotic. And if you haven't listened to part one, then definitely go over to part one of this interview so that part two makes sense <laughs> and check that out. Uh, you can find that at beautyinthevlog.com forward slash Emzotic one. And this interview is one that means a lot to me as I explained in part one that Emma is one of my mastermind students and she came to me with less than a thousand YouTube subscribers and is now at almost 300,000 in just about a year. And it was an incredible honor to be a part of her journey so far and to be able to guide her and assist her in basically a life-changing career move. And, um, you know, she's since quit her job, doing what she was doing before, and now is doing this YouTube thing full-time. And it's really incredible to be able to help somebody like that and for them to see their potential, uncover you know, really you know, what they're put on earth to do and uncover you know, why they're doing it and their niche and all those things that are really important to create that environment of audience attraction and be that magnetic persona on camera. So it was incredible working with Emma. I hope that you enjoy the rest of this interview. And I do want to remind you that I do have the application open now if you want to apply to be part of the mastermind, which I'm going to be opening up enrollment uh, for the second time. And I'm going to be doing that in January of this year, 20 of, of next year. Uh, and so if you are interested in working with me on a one-on-one format, if you are just needing that guidance and coaching and support and maybe you've been at your channel for a while and you just feel stuck or maybe you're just getting started and you don't know what direction you want to go in and you kind of want to get started on the right foot and hit the ground running whatever it is I definitely would love to work with you and you know help you achieve that success that you know that Emma's achieved and my other mastermind students have achieved um, it's been really amazing to be able to do that. And I look forward to doing it with my second round of mastermind students. So head over to beautyinthevlog.com forward slash work with me if you are interested. And one thing that I'm doing different this time, which I didn't do last time, is I'm going to be doing a more ongoing support uh, versus uh, just doing the one a consulting session. Uh, and obviously, as I did before, I had a Facebook group as well where I was present and helping people that were part of the mastermind. So I'll continue to do that. But uh, I'm going to switch things around a little bit just based off of uh, feedback and you know different things that I've uncovered doing it uh, previously the first time. All right. So if you are interested, go to beautyinthevlog.com forward slash work with me. All right, guys, enjoy part two. Mwah. I know this sounds weird, but I, I remember thinking when we had our call, like if she just listens to me, I know <laughs> she's going to be big. Like, I just knew it when I talked to you, when I was watching you. And I just, I was like, if she listens to me, I, I just, I know she's going to be successful. I could just tell because I already knew, you know, I already knew how committed you were to your channel. And that's huge. Like, I knew how committed you were. I knew how you were like, you're like, I'm going to, I'm going to make this happen. I'm really into it. I was impressed. And you told me, I listened to your podcast and I'm like, I can tell, I can tell there's some people that talk to me and they're like, Oh, I've listened to your podcast. I've listened to every episode. I'm like, 
yeah, you sure? Because it doesn't look that bad on your channel, you know? So it's like, for you, I, I, I could tell because you, you really pay attention and you listen and you really are observant of what it takes to be successful. So I was like, okay, I, this girl, if she, if she just goes that direction and I, I know she's going to be big. And so, you know, we've stayed in contact and and I saw, you know, you were kind of like figuring things out and all that. And then once that happened, it was just like, it was just crazy. I mean, you got that creator on the rise and it was very much well-deserved. And I'm not surprised at all based upon the quality of your content and how unique and interesting your content was. So with that creator on the rise, how did you find out about it? Or how did you figure out that was like a thing? Well, I, I'd honestly just been you know, looking on YouTube videos about how to be a YouTuber, how to make it as a YouTuber. And um, an article came up, um, which basically said, you know, uh, YouTube launches creator on the rise. So it was really a blog post that I found that opened my eyes to it. Um, and, and that's what really made me think, Hey, I could actually have a shot mm -hmm. at this because, you know, you need a lot of luck on your side as well with you YouTube. It's not all, it's not all just about, you know, putting out great content and it's going to happen. You need some luck there as well. You know, it's, it's like 50% hard work, 50% luck. It is a luck. Time. Yeah. That's a, and, and I think that's a really, oh, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. That's okay. Um, honestly, I thought my luck was in before creator on the rise because a huge, um, a network called um, Unilad. They they found my video and they they said, "Can we can we share your video on our Facebook?" And I know they've got you know millions of of people who've liked their page and who follow their page. So I said, "Yes, yes, you can use it, of course." Now I didn't protect myself because I didn't know anything about you know the rights to videos and everything else. And what I failed to tell them to do was to credit my channel. So. I was watching on, on, you know, tenderhooks because I knew they were going to share my video. And as soon as they did, you know, the video went viral. It was the first time I've gone viral in my life. And at the end of the day, it had something like, you know, 10 million views. But guess what? No one came to my channel because they didn't know that my channel existed. And I had to beg them, like literally go on my hands and knees and beg them and say, please, can you just put a link to my channel in the comment section on the Facebook post, which they did. And, you know, a couple of people came. I think I gained like, I don't know, 500 subscribers or something. But that was 10 million people in one day who could have come to see my channel. And I thought that was it. I blew it. That was my big break. That was my lucky break. And I blew it because I didn't tell them specifically to credit my channel. Um, so that was, you know, a bit naughty of them. Since then, they have actually started crediting everyone as standard. Um, of course, that didn't help me, but I really could have given up or or do what I actually did, which was to get, get more motivated and say, you know what, I'm really angry that this happened, but I can't let it overtake the the hard work I'm putting into my channel. If I got lucky once, I can get lucky again. Yeah, I mean, I remember we were talking about that, and I saw we I saw that and. I was like, oh man. But then, yeah, it happened right afterwards. The, you know, if you're, if you're doing things right and you're passionate and you're creating really good content, it will happen. And I think that you're very right in that you say that it is like, it's almost like 50% hard work and then like 50% luck. And cause there's people that I, I've worked with and people that I talk to that their content's really great. It's like excellent. And they're just, they're growing and they're, they're kind of growing at that slow pace and, and that's okay too. Like it, that might be your path. And as long as you are aware of what it is to be successful and that you have that quality content and you're bringing your passion, that's it. You can't like, it's easy to get lost in the numbers and all that stuff. Like you kind of have to like throw, throw that all away in a, in a way, like you have to be aware of it, but you have to, 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 to at the same time, throw it away because your focus really should be on creating really good content and not about, you know, growing crazy or getting a bunch of subscribers. And so I think that by focusing on creating that really good content, fine tuning your niche, getting really, really just into what you're passionate about and, uh, and in the quality, then I think the luck, the luck eventually will, will come at some point for you, Emma, it came, it came pretty soon. I have to say, I mean, we had our, our session Christmas time and then you were at, you know, you know, two, a thousand, two thousand subscribers 
for a little while. And this all just happened like in what, June of this year? Yeah. So I Mm -hmm. think I actually had 1000 subscribers when I did a special 1000 subscriber giveaway um, video. No, it wasn't a giveaway. It was just a video. I haven't done a giveaway yet. Um, but it was just a video to say, thank you so much for like 1000 people watching my videos. And what I honestly, I think why my channel did well up until 1000 and continues to do well is because I, I I can say hand on heart, I am not interested in building my numbers. I'm interested in building my community. Mm-hmm. And the community is so strong. If you have a community and that sort of like tribal mentality um, that that everyone is is part of a special group, you know, for example, you know, um uh, this this girl called um bunny she's got a great beauty channel called graveyard girl um she does beauty uh she she calls everyone her swamp family and she's their swamp queen and all of them they they use the hashtag swamp family so i thought oh i'd love to be able to have a name for my community um i'm gonna call them my creature crew and i'm gonna refer to them as my creatures um, and and people really have loved that, and they really do feel part of a community. People help each other out, and more than anything, you know, it's it's not just about the numbers. You know, you can have ten thousand subscribers and you know five hundred views per video because people don't care enough about you and your community. You've got to build that community. People want more than just entertainment. They want to feel belonging. They want to feel part of a clan or a tribe. And they want to feel that support system there because, you know, for at least the demographic that I reach, it's a lot of kids in schools who feel, you know, a bit lonely. And my videos cheer them up. And they finally found people they can also talk to about slow worms and and tapeworms. And that's a really wonderful thing. So more than anything, more than building your numbers, build your community because they will support you if you support them. Yeah. And I think building a community is, it's a lot uh, easier said than done because like you said, you have to be really in tune. You said this, I think at the beginning of, of this interview, you have to be really in tune with your purpose. Like what, what, what are you doing? Like, why are you on YouTube? You, you have to have that purpose because that's what will attract people to you. Uh, you have to have a reason for being on, on YouTube. And, um, it's really, really important to like fine tune. And then like what we said many times is, is find that passion because people will sense it and they'll, and they'll want to follow you. They'll want to, to, to watch you and, and see what you're doing every day. Uh, and, and that's really the gold right now with YouTube. It's, and and the numbers will come eventually from that. But, you know, like you said, Emma, it's, it's really about the community. It's about the engagement. And that's actually what brands are looking more for anyways, these days. They they realize that, you know, numbers can be inflated, that some people okay. do get lucky and they get a viral video, they get a bunch of subscribers and then and then their individual videos don't have a lot of views or engagement. And for a brand, ultimately, what a brand ultimately wants is to be able to sell product. At the end of the day, that's what they want. They want to sell product. And yes, a bigger audience will bring more eyes and ears to that particular sponsored video or to that, you know, whatever product that they're pushing. But what they, the reason why they're using influencers these days is because they're influential because they have a very loyal group of people that will pretty much go out and buy whatever it is that they're pushing. You know, the really, really successful influencers have that type of community and they have that type of leadership amongst their, their crew. Like you're saying, you know, your creature crew or, you know, the, the swamp or whatever that is, they have that, um, ability to, create action. And that's what brands are looking for. And so the focus, like you said, it should be on that engagement. And so it can be discouraging sometimes, you know, when you're like, I can't get those numbers. I'm doing everything. You know, I, my production's great. This and that. I feel like I'm going with my passion. Then, you know, then focus on not the numbers, but focus on building that community, focus on really getting in touch with the people that are watching you. You know, it's easy to want to bring new people on and that's always great, but but really spend time understanding why 
the people that are, are loyal to you. And it might be a small, small number right now, but figure out like, why are those people? Like, what is it about me that they are following? And if you really fine tune that and understand that, then you can really build on that. And that's another great way for you to figure out your passion and your niche niche. Sometimes it's hard to see it yourself. And that's why a lot of people come to me. Cause I'm like, well, it's, you know, I can see it, but some people, it's hard to figure that out. But if you listen to your audience, even if it's a small audience and understand that, then, uh, you can build on that. Absolutely. And don't be afraid to ask people mm-hmm. what they like about you as well, because then you'll know you, know you can't learn something that you're never taught. You can't discover something that you haven't been shown. So if you if you want to build that community and you want to know why people do watch you, don't be afraid to ask. Just leave a comment the next time someone comments on your channel. Say, hey, by the way, you know, uh, why, what, what, what do you get from watching my channel? I'd love to know your thoughts. I mean, what do you get? What would you like to see more of? You know, mm-hmm. Ask, ask them, appeal to them, engage with them. You know, engagement is everything. People want to be able to reach you. And, you know, it was a real learning curve for me. You know, I've only really used, I'm a Facebook girl and Facebook for me and my, um, my creature crew is, is kind of dead. You know, they're all a bit younger. They, they like Snapchat, they mm-hmm. like Instagram. So I got myself a Snapchat. I didn't know how to use it, but I learned because <laughs> I know that's where all my people are. They want to see me having silly filters and they want to have like, you know, every six hours an update, no matter how big or small it is. So just like learn what people want and see, can I, is this true to me? Can I provide it? And if it is, then then you're on to a winner there. Yeah. I think, I think definitely. And and like you said, Emma, engagement and community is, is really, really key, but you can't get that until you've figured out, you know, what your passion is. And then until you, and then I think, you know, going back to production, you got to create some good videos. So you even get like a small audience to begin with. Um, so, okay, let's talk about, kind of where you're at now, because everything has happened so quickly with you, Emma, and, and you're learning things at like such a fast pace. You're getting introduced to things. What, what has been, you know, after reaching that 100,000 uh, milestone, what has happened to you since then? Okay. So I hit the 100,000 a couple of weeks ago. I think you said two weeks ago. Um, and since then, I'm in talks with a uh, publishing house who would like to collaborate with me, well, not collaborate, but to basically create a book with me, which is centered around my content. So that's really interesting. And it's it's a publishing house that I've actually read books from before. And uh, that that's very, very exciting. Um, there's potential for merchandise because a lot of the of my creature crew, they want to have, they, they call it fandom. They want like fandom stuff that they can share with each other, like trading cards, um, t-shirts. So that's probably something that I'm going to look into. And I never thought that I would ever be someone that would have like merchandise. I mean, crazy. it's weird. I mean, I'm, I'm just me. I like to sit in my house and like stroke my animals in front of a camera. <laughs> so I don't know why I would want merch around that, but hey, why not? And um, <laughs> what I've noticed is people really love the individual names I've given to my animals. They kind of feel like they are their animals too. So I like to share that with them. And I think that that's probably what the merchandise will be, um, you know, sort of situated around is the individual animals that have really struck a chord with people such as, you know, Shrek, my giant land snail, for example, who's super popular with everybody. Um, or my hamster randomly, uh, out of all my amazing animals, you know, no one wants to talk about the crocodiles. I want to see my hamster, but Hey, <laughs> you can just never gauge how these things are going to go. Yeah. Um, I'm also collaborating soon with a couple of other pet YouTubers who I've sort of got to know, um, over the, the course of, um, the, the last couple of months. And it's interesting because at the very beginning, none of them would really get back to me because they thought, oh, well, you know, this person's, this person's cool and nice, but they're not really doing too much. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, as soon as I started doing a bit better, they were like, oh, you really are a player. Okay, let's talk. Yeah. Cause you know, people want to protect their own channels as much. It's not that they're being mean and they don't want to help you. It's just, they need to look after their own best interest too. So everybody who's been really nice to me, 
you know, I've, I've been really nice to back and we're all sort of helping each other out because it is sort of group effort. YouTube has to be a group effort. It, collaboration works and it can be really fantastic if you find a good collaboration. So um, that's been happening. And I've already had my first YouTube controversy, my first YouTube drama. Oh, what is it? Oh, yeah. So um, this is a really important lesson and one that I think that not enough people have focused on because it can be a bit scary. But um, basically, I I keep my channel very separate from my partner's channel because, you know, I've got a partner over in the States and um, his channel is a lot older. It's very hard hitting. It's very controversial. There's a lot of, of bad language on there. So, you know, I've always kept a distance from his channel. It's very different from mine. Um, and he put out a video which was parodying, and I, I stress parodying other pet YouTubers. And I didn't even know that this video existed because I don't I don't subscribe to my partner's channel. You know, we're very separate in that respect. So somebody found that video that he put out, tweeted it to one of the big pet YouTubers who found it funny and tweeted it, but then their followers didn't find it funny. They took it as an attack on their their queen, their pet queen. So they came gunning for me because they thought that I put my partner up to that video to try and, you know, make the other pet YouTubers look bad, which um, was not the case at all. Um, so I had to sort of put out like an apology video and say, look, this is not my channel. This is something else all of us pet YouTubers found it funny. So there's, there's no need to feel upset about it. It hasn't hurt anybody, but it just goes to show you anything that you put out there, anyone you associate with, you will be affected by association if anything negative happens on their channel. So you've got to be really careful and just be nice to everyone on your way up because you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, it's really, really important. Everybody that you associate with and all that. And once you get bigger, it's like people, I mean, it's like there's whole channels dedicated to finding dirt on YouTubers. So it's yes. definitely a possibility for sure. A hundred percent for sure. And that's, that's leading into you know, one of the questions that obviously I asked everybody on the podcast, and I don't know if, if that is the answer to this question or if there's something else, but like, what, what have you been struggling with, with your channel? I wouldn't necessarily say that the hate that I got from that instance was what I struggled with. Um, what I, uh, cause you know, overnight I lost a thousand subscribers because of that. Wow. And, um, I, I know. And I had to put all these um, like words that were not allowed to be used on my channel. I remember um, Kimberleya, who you had on a couple of weeks ago, she mm -hmm. mentioned, and I didn't know this existed, but she mentioned that you can sort of block certain nasty words mm -hmm. so that they go straight to the, the, like the, the review folder that they're not published. Um, so I did that, but it wasn't so much the hatred that bothered me. It was the fact that people, um, who are scorned for whatever reason can sort of go after people that I love and care about. Yeah. So, so, you know, they were trying to find dirt on where my partner lives. They found out that he has children, um, the town that he lives in, and these things can go straight out of control. So I am very careful not to put out, you know, any sort of whole house tours. You know, people like to show off their houses or where they live. I'm not doing any of that. There's a certain amount of privacy that I would still like to have respected. Um, so I'm definitely struggling a little bit with how to find the perfect balance between being, um, myself as, as, as M from exotic, mm -hmm. but also having this relationship with somebody whose channel is completely conflicting to mine. Because if you have a partner or a boyfriend or girlfriend, your channels are automatically sort of linked to each other in people's minds. And you, there's really no way that you can link my channel and his because they're completely different. And, you know, whereas I try and focus on the positives, he's not afraid to call out the negatives in the animal world. So it, it is a bit of a struggle that, and you just have to, you know, be really 
good at sitting down and saying, how do we address this? You know, how do we go forward from here? How is this going to affect? Can we be strong enough to deal with this together? And if the answer is yes, and that's wonderful because YouTube, you have to have an incredibly thick skin. You've got to be ready for anything Mm -hmm. because all of this happened overnight when I was sleeping because I'm, you know, eight hours ahead of of, of where all of this drama was going down. So it was only when I woke up, I realized that I wasn't able to protect myself and to do damage control because it all happened while I was sleeping because the internet never sleeps. It's always, always going. That's crazy. So I def- yeah, I definitely struggled with that a bit. But I think the other struggle I have, if I'm allowed to have two struggles. Yes, I think- you're allowed. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, I appreciate that I'm allowed to have at least two struggles, at least. The other thing as well is learning where to draw the line with how accessible I am to people. Because obviously Mm. my demographic, they're quite young. I think it's something like uh, 12 to 20 or something is is roughly where all my people are at. And they like to share their troubles with me. And, you know, I'll get messages from people saying, Em, I'm feeling depressed. I'm feeling suicidal. Can you upload a video? And I won't feel this way anymore. Oh uh, I know it's it's really it's, it's really heart wrenching stuff, yeah. and it's very very difficult. And you feel awful for it, but you have to be able to detach and say, look, you know, it's to an extent, it's not my circus and not my monkeys to deal with. You know, I will do what I can, but you don't want to give out so much of yourself that you're absolutely exhausted at the end of the day. So, you know, you've got to limit once you start getting a lot of traction, um, you know, if you're going to get back to 50 Instagram messages in a day and, you know, 30 tweets an hour and all the rest of it, you've got to limit yourself and you've got to have a bit of an emotional barrier when people start saying, how come you replied to this person, but not to me? Or how come you've replied to this comment, but not to mine? And, you know, I'm going to unsubscribe from you now because you obviously you don't care about all of us the same. So you've got to be able to you know, just protect yourself a bit. And it is a struggle to to decide who you get back to and who you don't, because not everybody you can get back to. It's, it's impossible. I, I would have to hire a team now to get back to every message. So you just have to prioritize and realize that you have to look after your own mental well-being as well, because it's very, very draining. And although YouTube is a wonderful thing, and I feel very blessed that I now have this opportunity to reach so many people, I have to think to myself and go, hey, you need to remember to eat. You don't have to upload on the same hour every week. And you have to sleep. You don't want to stay up until 3 a.m. in the morning when you've got to be up at 4 a.m. in the morning for work because you're trying to reply to every single tweet. Like You have to maintain that healthy distance. Yeah, that's, and that can be really hard. I mean, you get those messages and you don't want to ignore people. uh, And, but you have to draw that line, especially where you're at, where you're probably getting, you know, dozens of messages, you know, a day at least. Oh, an hour. An hour. hour. God, that's crazy. I haven't checked my phone in in over, it's about two hours now or so. And I know that when I get back, there's going to be at least 35 messages in my inbox, uh, you know, from like just Instagram alone. That's the way that it works. Um, so, you know, I just, it, it, that can be stressful, but at the same time, I'm not complaining. There's a lot of people who would love to be in that position. Mm. It's just, it's not all like, oh my God, you're amazing. Oh my God, I love you. A lot of it is help me. I need you. Can you be there for me? And it's like, I want to, but I just, I need to have a bit of space as well because I can't deal with everyone's problems. Yeah. Wow. That's, yeah, that's, that's tough. That's really, really tough. And it is it's hard because you end up feeling guilty and you're not and it weighs on you, but you can't because then you can't continue doing what you're doing, which is creating content, which in itself takes an incredible amount of time and energy and work. So uh, you do have to, to draw that line. Definitely. Okay. So we're going to go to the next section of the interview and we're going to do the best tips section. So I'd love to get from you, you know, your best tips that you've learned in these last few months of, you know, growing and growing so quickly. So the first, and, and we've talked about a lot of this, so you can just, you know, just say it real quickly or whatever, if it's something we've talked about, but what's your best tip for starting a channel? Okay, for starting, I know that everybody says that you need to have a great camera and great lighting, but if you can't afford that, then the very least you can do at the very, very beginning is tidy up your space because that will get you in the mindset that like, yes, I am going to achieve this. This is now not just my bedroom or just my office. This is my creator studio. Start getting in the habit of seeing this space. This space means work. This space means achievement and creation 
And that will really drive you to be able to just eventually get that camera and work hard so you can get that lighting, put it all together, bring it to life, but at least have a home for those items, those filming and lighting items. Have, make a home for them if you can't afford them just yet. That's a, that's a really, really good piece of advice. Uh, what is your best tip for what not to do? What not to do is what I did at the very beginning, which is doing what I think is going to be popular because it doesn't work that way. I promise you, you know, before I went into my mastermind session with Erica, I just wanted to make popular videos so that I could then retire from my day job <laughs> and just have sponsorships and go out to VidCon and have lots of fun. But it doesn't work that way. You know, I, 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 I had to really check myself and say, you know what, actually, I need to, to do this properly. I need to find my niche. I have to do what's right for me. And that's the same for everybody else. You have to find what works for you. Really sit down, get a piece of paper out and think, how, what do I want to achieve? What is important to me? And for me, it was having the uh, ability to eventually cut down my hours at work and to one day when I do finally become a mother at some point is to be able to not be away from them so much. When, I, when I'm a mother, I want to be a mother and around my children. So that is my greatest motivation. And that is why I am putting everything I can into YouTube so that I can do that. So really, uh, what you don't want to do at the beginning is only follow the trends. You know, you have to follow your heart, not your trends. Oh, I like that. Follow your heart, not the trends. Yeah, that's good. Uh, what is your best tip for growing a channel? Okay, so definitely, like I mentioned before, um, is nurturing your community like there is no tomorrow. Like be there for your YouTube community. You know, uh, you want to maybe make a sort of uh, a group name for yourselves. I know it can be a bit cringy at the very beginning, but honestly, people love that kind of tribal mentality that, you know, we are these people, we like a football team, like we are these people all together. Um, so it, it's, and it really is a team effort to keep a channel afloat. You know, if you can get people interested in coming back week on week, you know, video after video, that's half the battle. Um, yeah. So definitely nurture your community and also just make sure that you keep watching all the big YouTubers who you enjoy watching because I promise every little thing they do is very, very deliberate from every title to every description box to every camera angle, everything that looks like it's not deliberate, it's deliberate. So just watch and try and learn as much as possible. See if you can pick up on any hints and tips that can work for you. You're so right. The big guys are very deliberate and they have a whole team of people that are helping them and that are giving them advice and that are, you know, making sure that they stay big. So the best thing to do is to just, you're right, like don't just watch YouTube as a viewer. You watch YouTube as like a student and study, study the good, the good ones that are doing really well. Yes. And, and, and definitely don't get discouraged if you don't have that instinct for spotting it just yet. Mm -hmm. I promise it will come with time. And one day a light bulb is going to go off in your head and go, I know why they've done that. And oh, they've done this as well. I promise it will come. You just have to keep watching, keep being vigilant and keep applying everything you can to your channel. And I think, I mean, not to toot my own horn, but if you're already listening to this podcast, you're already I feel like you're already the type of person to take that initiative and that to want to learn. So just, just, you know, continue doing that, continue learning and watching videos and watching with a really critical eye and you will, you'll, you'll pick up, you'll definitely pick up stuff too. Absolutely. Uh, what is your best tip to get noticed on YouTube? Shout as loud as you can. <laughs> like, don't, <laughs> don't be shy. YouTube is not for people who are really, really shy. Even people who start out on YouTube and, you know, once upon a time, you know, they might have been, you know, shy seven years ago, first starting out, just did YouTube to try and make some friends and they're not shy anymore. You know, it's brought them out their shells, but I promise you anyone who puts themselves on YouTube, they want to be seen. So embrace that, like just be true to yourself. And if you want to be noticed, if you want to do well, that is great. And no one is going to hold that against you. If you wear it with pride, you know, I've never said, 
oh, I'm only doing this because it's just for the love of this. Well, it is for the love of it, but I want to make a living too. You know, I'm, I, I, don't, I don't want to be working until I'm like 74 and having to pull ridiculous shifts. Of course, I'd love to be able to travel more and YouTube can give me that. So I will throw everything I can and I'll never make it a secret that I want to do well from YouTube. Of course, I want to do well. And if you want to do well from it too, then you absolutely can and you will. You just have to, you know, sometimes the hardest part is accepting that you want want to give YouTube your everything because it can be a bit embarrassing for people to say, actually, you know what? I deserve that too. I want that too. I want to have a bit of that lifestyle as well. You deserve it. If you're listening to this podcast, you deserve it and go for it and wear it. Just don't, don't hide from it and don't run from it. If you've got a talent, utilize it. If you've got that drive, don't try and stamp it out because you could do something absolutely amazing. Just make sure you spread your word as much as you can. And don't be shy. You know, you create your own hashtag tag, you know, make a Twitter, make an Instagram, apply yourself, learn how each of them works, use them to your advantage as much as you can, you know, upload and, and don't be shy about uploading as much as you want to, you know, this is your life. You get one shot at it. And if other people get to shout about themselves on YouTube and talk about what's important to them and reach hundreds of thousands of people or millions of people, then you can too. And you deserve to as well. Mm-hmm. Definitely. You definitely deserve to, if that's what you want to do. Like we've talked about this whole, you know, last you know hour or so, uh, just be committed and, and, and you deserve that success. Like, like everybody else, cause everybody else, everybody has something unique to offer and to say. So, okay. What is your best equipment tip? My best equipment tip. Okay. Well, I mean, obviously my camera, I saved a lot of money to get my camera. And the camera that I'm using is the Canon G7X. And, you know, I did a lot of research and thought that is the best one for me because I'm, I don't want to have a big DLSR. D, DSLSR, is that D, what they're called? DSLR, yeah. DLSR. What, I just can't. It just doesn't roll off the tongue for me. <laughs> Those really big cameras with the big fancy lenses, that's, yeah. nah, that's not for me. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted something cute and dainty that I can, you know, balance in my hand if necessary while I'm holding an animal that's just moving all around my body. So um, that was definitely the one for me. Um, so camera is very, very important. Um, other equipment, again, I think that you really do have to look at your lighting, but also don't neglect your sound as well. If you do any voiceover work on your videos, invest in good quality microphone. A microphone is very, very important. Yeah. And they don't have to be expensive. I mean, the, the one that I use is the uh, Audio-Technica ATR 2100. I use it to record the podcast and it's like 60 bucks or something, but that's only for voiceover. That's, you can't, you know, you can't use that in conjunction with your camera. If your camera has an external, uh, you know, drive to put a, a sound, sound thing on, but what do you use for, what do you use for your sound? Do you just use what comes with the camera or do you have an external sound equipment? Um, I use external sound equipment for voiceovers. Like if I've got a close up on an animal mm-hmm. and I want to add a fact that I've probably forgotten to actually do while I'm filming in real time talking about an animal. So I use the uh, Blue Yeti mm-hmm. and um, I love the Blue Yeti. It's a great microphone and I use Audacity um, which is a, a program which actually allows you to record on the computer. So um, I, that's that's how I do my voiceover is with the, the Blue Yeti microphone and Audacity. Um, and equipment wise, I think I don't know if this has ever been said before on Beauty in the Vlog, so this might well be a Beauty in the Vlog podcast first. <laughs> but my my absolute hands down most important, aside from my camera, um, important piece of equipment is my vision board. Um, I don't know if anyone else utilizes a vision board, but it's basically a board where I put on my wall. It's a whiteboard. It's wipeable. And I have a list of bullet points for things to check for every video 
videos that I want to create, things to keep me motivated. Um, I have like a, 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 a boiling pot thing on there where I could see where I had like 50,000 subscribers. And then I went up in tens all the way up to 100K to motivate myself to really get there. Um, I've got all my plans for where I want to go. And it's basically a reminder of what I want to achieve with my channel all written down. So I've got brands that I want to do, you know, collaborations with and to be sponsored by. Um, I've got like a five-year plan on there as well. And it really helps to keep me motivated and to want to create more videos. So aside from the everyday tech, I think equipment can also extend to what else helps you motivated to get your channel done, get it moving, give it life. Yeah. Vision boards are great. Sounds like you put a lot of time and energy into yours. Yeah, it's it's a bit of a mess, um, but I love it every time. It makes me look feel so happy every time I look because, like, I've got um, this pair of ferrets in America, and they're my everything. They're like the lights of my life, and I've got like little drawings of them going like, "You can do it." So <laughs> it's fun to look at, but it's it's very important as well because there's so much going on on every platform that I forget that you know I can only use certain hashtags on one platform and on another platform I have to remember to put something in like a box form so to compress a file a bit more and to move you know um, text up into the middle of the frame so it's not cut out so it's all these little things that you know might just get jumbled in your mind if you don't really you know have the time to really sit down and think about what you're doing like me I'm just faking it the whole way I'm I'm just like throwing myself into every single day like ta-da let's hope this works that's great I mean I, I think visual, vision boards are really excellent and I definitely highly recommend that that people do it this is a type of industry where you need a lot of self-motivation and you need to create that motivation for yourself and it's really easy to get lost and and you know what maybe uh now that it's so funny because i've been meaning to do like a podcast episode all about motivation and vision boards and things like that maybe i'll have you back on and we can do just just on staying motivated just on having the confidence and all that stuff because you have a lot of that and you have some great tips and it's something i've always been really into too so i've been meaning to do that episode so I've been getting requests for it, but I think it would be fun to have somebody on board who's just as excited about that as I am. So Emma, maybe, maybe we'll do that in the future. We'll see what people say. <laughs> that would be amazing. I yeah. would love to come back and to talk about that because yeah. I think that motivation is so Huge. important. Like I know Huge. what it's like to sit down in front of the camera and just go, I'm really rubbish today and yeah. just switch off the camera and just to sigh and to look at the floor and go, I don't even know what I'm going to talk about right now. Like I know how that feels and to just put aside time for filming and end up sitting in front of the TV doing nothing, staring at the floor because you just feel like a failure. Like I, I, I know what that feels like. So I know it's important to be motivated and how to get there, how to get into that space. Yes. I, I, I'm, I'm with you all the way and it's so important. I think you can listen to everything that we're saying. You can listen to all the concrete pieces of advice. But if you don't have that confidence, if you don't have that belief in yourself and what you have to offer, none of it's going to matter. And that is probably one of the most important things. And I talk about it a lot, you know, one-on-one. I talk a lot about it with my clients, but I actually don't. And it's, I, I should be more because a big part of my daily life, a big part of how I communicate with people and uh, my belief system, but confidence and having that motivation is really huge. So maybe we'll, I think maybe we'll go ahead and do that and, and, uh, and do something like that. Cause that would be fun. <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we've got, oh, and what do you use to edit? But uh, this is really naughty. Um, I have a friend of mine who will remain anonymous. Oh, no. <laughs> and basically, he's wonderful. He or she, <laughs> he or she um, is really wonderful and um, has access to the whole Adobe suite for free. So he or she might have come over to my house often and basically given me um, access to, you know, like Adobe Premiere Pro, which is what I use for editing and, you know, um, Final Cut, not Final Cut, um, a Photoshop and fireworks and, and all the rest of it and has sat me down and, and taught me how to use it at length. So I use Adobe um, 
uh, Premiere Pro in order to, uh, to to edit because I actually I'm stuck back in the 90s and I have an HP uh, laptop rather than an Apple oh, wow. Mac. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, a lot of people love Adobe Premiere Pro. Yeah, it's it's really interesting to me. I would eventually like to switch on to being able to use you know Final Cut and having. Yeah an Apple because I, you know, I've got an Apple phone. It makes sense to be able to link everything up all together. Um, but, uh, you know, I really love my laptop. It's, it's massive. It's, it's a beast and it, it's got a great processor. And, um, I really love the, uh, the process of learning how to use Adobe and I don't do too much in Premiere Pro. You know, my, my editing is by no means, the very best. It's just clean and mm-hmm. it works for, for my style. And you don't have to be all, you know, banners jumping up and confetti and, you know, scribbles coming up. You know, you don't have to be Michelle Fan's amazing editing team to come up with a great video. And for me, it just, it, it gets the job done. It's easy. And it, it's been very intuitive for me to learn to use. And it was free. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> that's really nice. All right. So we've got the last part of the interview. And I think what we're going to do, this is this is going to be a two-parter interview because we just have so much to say to each other. And I know, Emma, you have so many amazing things to offer. So this will be a two-parter. But uh, we're nearing the end of the interview. And um, that's the bonus round. And um, I'm going to... Okay, so we already talked about edit and camera and sound and lighting. We already talked. Well, what do you use to light? Actually, you haven't told us exactly what you used for lighting. Ooh, um, it's very exciting. It's called the newer ring light. So N double E W E R, the newer ring light. And I had it imported from the States because mm. we don't have all this cool stuff over here in the UK. I mean, someone who wants to film themselves and light themselves. No, like everyone over here just keeps their heads down and, and, and works in the same job until the day they die and everyone's miserable. So, you know, I had to be able to import <laughs> something that was going to light me and show me off as best as possible. So it's a nice dimmable uh, ring light. Um, and and I, I'm, that's probably my best investment. It was a lot of money. It was like $200. And at the time, you know, I, I did not have $200 to spend, but I kind of begged and borrowed to be able to get it. And it was just such a great investment. That's interesting that you use a ring light because it's usually associated more with like beauty and and fashion videos. Did you get that ring light when you thought you were going to do beauty? Well, I did actually, but what I found is that I, I I have stayed quite true to the beauty setup, you know, being in like a bedroom mm-hmm. setup. And the funny thing is a lot of people on YouTube who are into doing animals, you know, they go out into the wild and shoot animals in the wild and they've, you know, got themselves in an outdoor setting. I've kind of brought it into people's bedrooms mm-hmm. and that makes it a lot more intimate and a lot more peculiar I think to people like mm-hmm. what is this girl doing with a hawk in her bedroom yeah because you know just to clarify I bring my animals from my work you know not all the animals live at home with me I don't have a skunk in my house and uh, and a kestrel and my meerkats you know they live at my work I just bring them home for filming um but it, the fact that it's in a setting that everybody has but they're really weird animals in a familiar setting it, it, people don't really know what to do about that and I think that's what keeps them tuned in that's true. That's a really, that's really interesting. And, uh, yeah, it does make visually the, your videos very interesting to watch. Okay. Um, what would you not do again if you were to start over right now? I would not have hesitated to be myself and truly be myself as, as you know, much as I thought that I was being myself, I wasn't. So I wouldn't hesitate as much as I did. And I, it took that, that real kick up the butt from you to say, look, you've got something special. You should be utilizing your animal knowledge and your passion for animals rather than trying to be a beauty vlogger. You know, I wish that I listened to that a lot faster because I feel like I put off really applying myself to my channel because I wasn't motivated because I didn't believe in it. I wasn't being myself. So it was like playing a character. And the second that I listened to you and I thought, all right, let me give this a shot as me, you know, no pretense, no trying to be really edgy, no trying to be Kylie Jenner. Cause I'm definitely not a Kylie Jenner type who's, you know, very mysterious and very pouty. I am a bit goofy and I do get things wrong and I do have a weird sense of humor, but you know what? It's worked and people like that. So I would definitely, if I were to start again, 
I would just not care. And I'd try and be as much myself as possible because it's just the best thing that you can do is to embrace who you are. You know, any, no one can be you like you can, you know, just, just try and, and, and be as much as true to yourself as possible and amazing things in front of the camera will happen. I promise. Who would be your dream collaboration? My dream collaboration would probably be um, Bunny, Graveyard Girl, because she, although she's a beauty vlogger, she's very, um, like very edgy. She's not traditionally like stunningly beautiful. I think she's gorgeous in her own way, but she's a very interesting person. She's got a lot of um, like colors to herself. She's she's open about, you know, mental illnesses. Um, she's very into like her paranormal stuff. And although I'm not into it, I'd love to just collaborate with people who also have multiple strains and, you know, multiple colors to their personality and lots of different layers to who they are, because I think it makes it more interesting than just collaborating with somebody who's like, okay, well, let's just do this and stick to this. And it just kind of is a bit boring. I want interesting people. I want my channel to be a celebration of every species of animal and every species of, of human out there that there is. I would love it to just be one big, massive, like, oh my God, this is amazing fest. <laughs> Amazing fest. I love that. What <laughs> is the biggest mistake that you've made so far in your YouTube career? My biggest mistake so far would be not learning the legal side of things. So when I was approached ask, to be asked if people could borrow my video or use my video, and I just said yes, because I wanted to get my video out there, I didn't stop to think actually I could make this work for myself if I insist that they just put a link to my channel. That is by no means unnecessary, um, uh, you know, uh, being unreasonable. So you should certainly familiarize yourself with what to do when people do start contacting you, wanting something for you. Don't, don't be afraid to stand your ground. Don't be afraid to say no. Really familiarize yourself with what is uh, the the proper etiquette. And if you, someone is going to use your video, they should link your channel. So that was my biggest mistake at the very beginning was losing out on a potential 10 million viewers and subscribers because I didn't think to ask to be represented. What is the smartest decision that you've made so far in your YouTube career? My Well, I mean, apart from, from joining the mastermind, um, my smartest move so far would probably be to try and get YouTube's attention as much as possible. You know, it can be really embarrassing to be seen tweeting like, you know, I deserve to be creator on the rise or like, Hey YouTube, you know, you should probably notice my channel, but it was the smartest thing I did. Cause that's what got me, you know, a hundred thousand subscribers in under two months. So it, it paid off. And the fact is that, you know, no matter what means I, I, took, you know, how many tweets to YouTube, I said, you know, Hey, I, I should be your creator on the rise. You know, I deserve this. No matter how cringy that might look to some people, I now get to reach hundreds of thousands of people and, and talk to them and make them feel good and, and educate them on what's important to me. So just don't be shy. You know, my, I think that was the greatest thing I could have done was to just throw caution to the wind and say, this means so much to me. I'm going to make sure that other people have to wake up and listen. Yeah. And I think that goes with what we were saying before of, you know, it might seem cheesy doing that hashtag and trying to like bug, you know, YouTube, like, look at me, look at me, look at me. But if you've got that confidence and you really believe in what you're doing and you just have those goals and you have that vision board set up and you have the goals written down, like, it's like, you don't care. You're like, I, I know what I have is good and I'm confident in it. And just if they saw me, they would, they would love it. So it yeah. And I that. knew it was, I knew it was content that they hadn't featured before. You know, typically they were doing gaming channels and I thought this is something that would be good for them as well. This is something that would be great on the trending tab. So why isn't it? So I, I did jump up and down as much as possible and I wasn't flooding them every day. It was, you know, every couple of days I was messaging them going, hey, if you haven't seen, I'm actually doing this. And if you don't know who I am, I'm, I'm here to play and I'm here to stay. So you're going to want to sit up and take some notice right now. Yeah. Definitely. Um, what is your favorite video or one that you're most proud of? Oh, the one I'm most proud of is my cockroach video, 100%, because, 
you know, it's not a feminine thing to be sitting in front of a camera holding these giant hissing cockroaches. You know, they repulse people. And although it's the video I get the most hate on, and, you know, honestly, it's literally hundreds of comments I've had to delete saying all kinds of negative things from, you know, me being dirty and all the rest of it. It's still the one that makes people message me and say, hey, I work in um, a, you know, a a hospital where children who are going through chemotherapy want a pet and they can't have a pet. But because we watched your cockroach video and the kids enjoy it, and you told us that, you know, cockroaches are not affected by radiation. Now the kids all have their own pet cockroaches. And these cockroaches are so gentle because they're such a lovely species to keep. They're so slow and just really like a big beetle. And now these kids actually get to have like therapy hands-on with their own pet cockroaches and they don't have to worry about the radiation affecting their pets. So of course I'm proud of that one. And it is. And so many women have come forward and said, I really wanted to be an entomologist, which is the study of insects. But, you know, people told me that it's not for a woman and people told me that I would be gross if I did it. But actually, I'm going to give it a shot now because you've opened my eyes that actually, you know, someone who's like a well-adjusted member of society and not just like some random crazy woman is, is, is able to talk about cockroaches. You know, they're for everybody. You know, any animal is for anybody. And I, that's what I want to really do with my channel is, you know, bridge that gap and change people's perceptions of different animals because there is stigma attached to certain animals and that attaches to you as well as a person if you're seen to be enjoying these animals. So I'm very proud of that video. And it's also the very first video I did that you, after you told me that I wasn't being true to myself on my channel as a beauty vlogger. So that was the video that I thought, let me give this a try. And even looking at it now, I can see how nervous I am in that video because it's the first time I thought, oh my God, I'm actually going to put myself out there as someone who enjoys these animals and it's going to not go very well. And this could be disastrous for me, but it was the best decision I could have made. I'm so proud of that video. That's great. Uh, What is your favorite opportunity you got as a result of your YouTube channel so far? My favorite opportunity, I think it has to be the the book that I'm writing because I've been writing a book now for a couple of years and I thought to myself I would never get the opportunity to publish it. You know, it would probably end up being a vanity press, which is when you pay someone to publish it for you and it's kind of frowned upon in the publishing world. But just the fact that it ties in so well, you know, because it kind of focuses around finding your dream career in the animal world, aside from just being a vet or a zookeeper, you know, people don't know that they can train hawks to fly around stadiums to keep pigeons away and keep us safe in airports so that airplanes don't, you know, have loads of birds flying into them at takeoff, you know, that these, these are all legitimate jobs or, you know, training Gambian pouched rats, which are these rats as big as small dogs who help to detonate, um, landmines safely so that children in Africa don't get hurt. You know, there's all these amazing, um, different careers that people don't know are open to them in the animal world. And it's something I want to put out there. So the fact that I will get a chance to do that now is really exciting. Yeah, that's that's an amazing opportunity. Okay, last question. What is your superpower? Hmm, my superpower, I think, let me have a look, seeing my superpower. My superpower, I think, is that I can always, no matter how bad or how tired I am from my day, no matter how bad my day is, and bearing in mind, you know, I work ridiculous hours and my hours are not always set, is that I can get myself motivated to do a video. It doesn't matter if I will only get half hour sleep that night, it will be done. And I will make sure because it's that important that I have to be motivated to do it. So I think my superpower is is that motivation, that ability to, when I've just settled into bed and I'm just falling asleep to go, no, get up, put some makeup on, you're going to film instead. (laughs) So that, you know, it takes, it takes motivation to do that. But I think that's my superpower because it is so important to me what I'm doing. Yeah, that's great. That's an amazing, amazing superpower. And Emma, you're amazing. It's been such a pleasure having you on the podcast, but you know, it's even just been amazing just 
getting to know you. I mean, ever since you first reached out to me till now, I feel like we've become friends. Like I know you're way across in the UK. I'm in California and I can't wait till we meet in person one day. We've talked about it. We're, it's going to happen. We're going to, we're going to make it happen, <laughs> but I could, I'm so excited for you and all your success. And I, I, I really do believe that, you know, what you've said on this, you know, this interview is going to really touch a lot of people and just give people a lot of motivation and inspiration. And I, I, and the thing is, I really want to like drive home at the end of this interview that, you know, the success that Emma has, that you guys can all have it. And, you know, I'm here to help you achieve that. I'm here to like bring these stories to life and bring these stories to you so that you can, you can hear them from the inside out, not just look at like the glossy fun of like, Oh my God, like, wow, look at all that. Like you got to hear the behind the scenes, like the blood, sweat and tears that goes into it. And, 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 but, but if you have that, you can, you can definitely achieve that. And so, um, and I know Emma, you know, feels the same way. And it's just, I love that you're here sharing your story. So Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Emma, for being on the show. Where can people find you and your content if they want to go check out your crazy animal videos? <laughs> well, I mean, I guess you could just type cockroach girl in YouTube. I'll probably come up. But <laughs> the, actual cha- the actual channel name is, is called Emzotic. So it's E-M-Z-O-T-I-C, like Emma Exotic. But I changed it from an X to a Z, hence Emzotic with a Z, because I think X has kind of adult connotations so I put a z instead for like zoo zoological so it's emzotic with a, a z um or a z I think you guys say z, z in America so yeah you can find me then and exactly the same if you just type that into Instagram or Twitter I'm sure that that will come up because I use the hashtag all the time with everything so it's very consistent um, so definitely you can, you can, you can find me on there and I'd love to have you guys all as part of my creature crew as well. And, and just to be able to check out your channels as well. Cause you know, I'm always up in the Facebook group for beauty in the vlog. I love trying to, you know, talk to everybody who's in the Facebook group. And, and if people have questions, I try and answer, I try and engage on there as well. It's like really important to, to like lift each other. It's, it's massively important. So come support me. I will come and support you. You know, I don't do sub for sub, don't do sub for sub, <laughs> no, but I will horrible. always try and help as much as possible. Yeah, I was I was just going to say, in addition to her channel, you can find her in the Beauty in the Vlog Facebook group. She's super active in there and you've, you've been awesome in there offering so much advice and kind of sharing your journey in the Facebook group. So you're one of my more active members in there. So if you're not part of the Beauty in the Vlog Facebook group, you're definitely missing out. It's free. Just search Beauty in the Vlog on Facebook. I will have the link in the show notes, beautyinthevlog.com forward slash Emma. And um, also she will be there to answer questions for you guys after this interview. So I'm just going to, you know, post a post and then you can ask whatever questions you have of Emma uh, about her channel and anything that we've talked about today. So. Yeah, don't be shy. Like, ask whatever you want. I am. Want, I was just saying this to to Erica not too long ago. I'm a completely open book. You know, don't be shy. Ask me anything, yeah. and I will tell you exactly how and why and where and what I have done to to get to what I'm doing now. So you know, just 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 use me at your disposal. Let ask <laughs> me any question. I will answer. Well, Emma, thank you so so much for being on the show. It's been such a pleasure. I, I, I've loved every many of it. Oh, thank you. It's honestly, it's the most surreal thing to be invited on because, you know, I, I was always listening. I still listen every single week to every single episode. And once I've listened to all of them, I go back and listen again because there's so many hidden gems that I get just by revisiting all of the old podcasts. So it's amazing to be brought on. And I remember actually mm-hmm. the email just to bring us around full circle to where we first started. The very first email I sent to you, I said something along the lines of one day, I'm sure I'm going to be on your podcast because I want to be a case study for the mastermind. So oh that was really, was I exactly, have to go back yeah. and look. You have to go back. I, I am absolutely certain that I sent it to you in an email. I said, one day, I'm sure that I'll be on your podcast because I want to be a case study for you. Cause I was already back then. I knew if I work hard enough, if I'm true enough to myself, I know that I can do this. So this is like a massive tick 
off of my vision board because I actually have you on my vision board. Oh my God. That's so awesome. You're so awesome. (laughs) That's so cool. And that's just another testament to like setting goals, having a vision board. You said, Hey, I want to be big enough. I want to be influential enough. I want to be able to give advice enough to be on the podcast and like less than a year like not even we talked we're 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 beginning of August you and I talked like around Christmas time so Mm -hmm. like I don't know was that six six months six seven months you made that happen so amongst many many other things so Emma thank you thank you thank you I will not keep you any longer and um, we'll talk soon Thank you. And I'll probably try and get back on the podcast to help you out with your motivation thing. And then again, when I get to 1 million, because I will. Yes, we talked about that. When you're going to get to (laughs) 1 million, you'll be be back. But yeah, if you guys want that motivation podcast, then tweet me, the Emma, comment in the Facebook group, let us know, and then we'll go ahead and make that happen. All right, Emma. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, no, thank you all. Thanks all so much for listening. If you've made it all the way to the end here, thank you. (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye. Well, there it is. Part two with my interview with Emma. I hope that you enjoyed it. If uh, you enjoyed this episode, definitely reach out to me on Instagram. I love reposting uh, your comments and my stories and giving you guys shout outs. You can tweet me. You can comment in the Facebook group, whatever it is. I'd love to hear your feedback on this. And also don't forget that if you're interested in being part of the Beauty and the Vlog Mastermind, then make sure that you apply for the wait list and you can find that at beautyandthevlog.com forward slash work with me. All right, guys, I will see you next week. Well, that's it. That's our episode. And I hope you enjoyed it. And if you stayed this long, do me a huge, huge favor and leave a review on iTunes. Five stars would be amazing. It helps more than you know, helping other people find the Beauty and the Vlog podcast. Also, make sure you check out beautyandthevlog.com for all the show notes for this episode. And if you're not a part of the Beauty and the Vlog family on our Facebook group, Make sure you join for lots of support, collaborations, and questions and answers for anything related to being a content creator on YouTube. This is Erica, and I will see you next week. Mwah.